0: Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we will watch something I like. But I can't believe you made me watch. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something (laughs) I didn't like. You didn't hate it. You made me watch Can't Hardly Wait.
1: That's exactly right.
0: And? It was a lot better than I thought it would be.
1: Okay. Some of the jokes did not age well.
0: No, 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 no. There were two
1: parts where they say the gay F word and they were supposed to be punchlines.
0: What's the gay F word?
1: I'm not saying it. You know what the gay F word is. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do. I am
1: absolutely not saying that.
0: I've been called the gay F word quite a bit. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Back when this movie was made, it was almost a term of endearment. That is Uh, a thing that did not age well. Yeah, no, it did not. I was surprised that this is such an all-star cast. Yeah. And it made me wonder, like, oh, are these all a bunch of actors before they really broke? Or are they cameos? And it turns out that a lot of them are cameos. It is written by Meyer's wife. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh and I think she also yeah, she also co-directed it. Yeah uh, with her writing partner. Uh it's Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfont
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh are the writers, directors yes. of this. So yeah. what was was Breckenmeyer and Clueless before?
1: ah uh, yes he was.
0: Yeah, so he just basically called a bunch of his clueless friends and
1: Yeah, like Donald Faison and Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is Melissa Joan Hart's first movie. Is it and <laughs> she was in the middle of. She basically did like a Michael J. Fox thing, where he was on Family Ties during the day and then shooting Back to the Future at night. Ah. so she was shooting Sabrina or uh, Clarissa explains all during the day, and then uh, apparently taking a bunch of b12 oh shit and so she could stay up all night and shoot this movie and she goes uncredited in it which i think is weird
1: oh that is weird because
0: so many people have like odd credits this is also jason siegel's first movie yeah he was and he's discredited as watermelon, watermelon guy. guy yeah yeah so she offered jennifer love hewitt some of her b12 and jennifer love hewitt thought it was Cocaine
1: uh-huh. and
0: was like no. Oh, shit. so I think that means that maybe Melissa Joan Hart was snorting her B twelve. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, when people do coke in movies, they are snorting. B12. They are snorting B twelve. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of drugs, apparently Ethan Embry was so stoned during the making of this movie that he does not remember making this movie.
1: Um. Yeah, he's pretty glassy eyed. He looks like he's on drugs.
0: When uh, he finally kisses Jennifer Love Hewitt's character at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. she gave him a teddy bear full of breath mitts just because he always reeked like weed. Oh, damn. And she was like, let me just please, God, make this more bearable.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. When I saw this movie... Um, which I saw in the theater. This is what year did this come out?
0: I love the way you say theater. By the way, oh
1: thank you. <laughs> Instead
0: of saying theater, it came out in ninety eight. So you say 19- it like this is some great play.
1: Oh yeah, no no no. <laughs> I saw
0: Shay- <laughs> no. it's funny though because when you talk theater. about uh, yes, I saw *Training uh, Taming of the Shrew* in the theater, uh, but I saw *Jackass 3 in the theater. <laughs>
1: yes, that's correct. So, this came out my, I believe I was like a freshman in high school or it was between my freshman and sophomore years in high school. A perfect time to see this. Perfect time to see this. I was like, oh my God, this is totally what high school is going to be like. I'd been to like maybe one party like freshman year. I was vi- like, I was actually going to um, a school where they had split up my middle school Uh, because there was overcrowding in the high school that I lived closest to. So, I was going to a high school where I only knew like a handful of people. Um, And they weren't people that I'd like grown up with or anything like that. So, I didn't really know anybody like freshman year. Mm
0: -hmm. So, I was
1: kind of hoping that it was going to be a big year for me, sophomore year. (laughs) That this is what parties were going to be like. And it's not totally untrue. I'd been to some uh, eventually – I started getting invited to parties and it wasn't totally unlike this, but it certainly isn't. There's never a band there. Nobody's band is ever playing. Nobody is allowed in the pool at any party I ever went to. Nobody was allowed in the pool. And I would say that they're not as destructive as you might think. I mean, definitely went to a party where someone kicked through some drywall, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, it was mostly just the floors got real sticky. Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) i think i only went to one party in high school and it was at brian rankle's house Mm -hmm. and it was basically just all the people that we always hung out with anyway yeah probably only like a dozen of us there so i don't know if i can even really count it as a party but i Mm -hmm. do remember it was the first time i heard b-52s oh nice like i think i love the b-52s oh yeah
1: That's so cool. I feel like most of the parties that I went to in high school, like, aside from, like, like, the after parties for, like, homecoming and prom and stuff like that, were always chaperoned, so the cops never came and broke them up. There was always, like, we always had to, like, sleep in tents um, outside at someone's, like, house that had a bunch of acres, and then we had a big bonfire, and there was a bunch of food, and, like, obviously everybody was drinking, but...
0: Oh, no, I take it back. I have been to more parties. We used to go yeah. to Romeo a lot. In par- uh, yeah. But that was... Oh, no, I think we were still in high school then. I yeah. Yeah. Probably. We'd party with Kid Rock's little sister. Oh,
1: cool. I never done anything cool like that. I, I have had to run from the cops more than once. Oh, God. I feel like almost every house party that I ever went to eventually got broken up by the cops. And I would have to run and hide in someone's backyard somewhere (laughs) Somewhere.
0: that's hilarious
1: it's not underage drinking is a bad idea
0: i feel like i was such a nerd like you and i probably would not have been friends in high
1: school oh disagree but i wasn't really that cool like i was only like i played sports so i kind of like defaulted into like Sort of the cool friend group, but I wasn't, like, really close friends with any of the really popular people.
0: Which character in Can't Hardly Wait do you most identify with?
1: That's a great question. Probably just someone who was a filler in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was – because, I i mean, I had, you know, friends and and I played sports, so I had teammates that I was – you know friends with and because i definitely wasn't like a lauren ambrose where i was like
0: who by the way is fantastic in this movie
1: is so good in this movie. i felt
0: like the only thing i ever really saw her in before was six feet under mm-hmm. but looking at her career i'm like oh no i've seen her in lots of stuff it's like yeah. a beach party wanderlust i don't remember her in wanderlust at all but that's such an ensemble cast, yeah. that Sleepwalk With Me, which doesn't she play yes. Mike Birbiglia's girlfriend? The girlfriend, uh, yeah. I can't remember her in it, but Mike Birbiglia doesn't really <laughs> like to showcase other people. <laughs> in his, a Mike Birbiglia film is going to be a Mike Birbiglia film.
1: Yeah, she's very prominent in it. Like, There's basically really only two characters in that movie, and it's him and her.
0: Did I ever tell you... Before Mike Brabiglia really broke big and he was doing like Bob and Tom tours and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he did a Bob and Tom tour with Kostaki Kahnemopoulos mm-hmm. when Kostaki was coupled or partnered with Caroline Ray. And the first time Caroline Ray met Mike Brabiglia, she said to Kostaki like, oh, that guy's a big fan of himself, isn't
1: he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm probably not supposed to share that story, but it's okay. I think I most identified with Seth Green's Kenny Fisher character. Not that I was culture appropriating, but I was desperately trying to get girls to notice me unsuccessfully and loudly peacock (laughs) but not in a cool way just in a really annoying pathetic way
1: yeah so selma blair has a very small part in this movie where she's just girl that gets hit on by mike the guy who graduated yeah um is it jerry o'connell
0: yep jerry o'connell
1: jerry o'connell like he's a guy who graduated and he just kind of is like he's the legend at the school but he's just kind of a loser in college um i feel like Yeah, that's kind of, I periodically got hit on by a drunk guy, and I just kind of blended into the background. (laughs) That was about it.
0: I think, though, as much as I would like to identify with one of the stars, anyone from high school would probably tell you that I was mostly just the headbanger guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people really remember me. I was pretty plain and just kind of wasn't really a standout in any Kind I of was,
0: way. It surprises people sometimes. I was very much in a shell, except for when I was with my closest friends mm-hmm. up until about my senior year. And then I really broke out of my shell.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, painfully shy.
1: Oh, babe. Um,
0: speaking of Lauren Ambrose and Six Feet Under, I think it's really neat that. Like four people, I thought initially only three people from mm-hmm. Six Feet Under, uh, or who later went on to do Six Feet Under, were in this. Yeah. Uh, Frederick Rodriguez, mm-hmm. Lauren Ambrose, and Eric Balfour. But it turns out that, what's his name? Uh The Mike Dexter guy, Peter... uh Fancinelli Fas- was also apparently in Six Feet Under, although I don't remember him.
1: I don't remember him either. He might have been somebody who died. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't... It, who knows? But yeah, there were a bunch of six feet under people. Yeah.
0: I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was it was really fun.
0: I kinda like it when that happens because in my mind, it's one of those things where I would think by then Lauren Ambrose probably had enough clout of being one of the series stars that the casting director would have said, Hey, we're thinking about Frederick Rodriguez for this role what do you think about him and she would have said like oh yeah i work with him on can't hardly wait he's awesome i feel like anytime you see things like that you can kind of get tipped off that those people are good people yeah and apparently peter Faccionelli was in 9 episodes playing a character named jimmy so
1: oh i wonder oh i can't remember
0: i can't either
1: cuz you know what i'm thinking of the wrong person um there was the crackhead guy, but he's somebody else.
0: Yeah, the crackhead guy was in um, Garden in State. In Garden State as a yeah. cop.
1: I can't remember his name. It's like something Weston. I think it's like Mike Weston, maybe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, That's but a yeah. different
0: movie completely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, this, I mean, there's a lot of like, a lot of. People who are big stars now who kind of got their first big roles in this movie. Um, Jamie Presley is in this movie as just girlfriend number one. She's like one of the Mike Dexter's like buddies, girlfriends.
0: Right. And, you know, using the same analogy that I used about the four people being on Six Feet Under. Also, a ton of these people ended up doing voices on Robot Chicken, too.
1: Yes. Yeah. I know. He's like, oh, my God you were like oh my god robot chicken they're on robot chicken too i'm like yep they
0: sure are yeah
1: clea duvall is in this for, yeah or she has like one or two lines sarah rue is in this which i know you didn't know who she was but she has a scene in this like it's pretty awesome like the amount of just people who ended up getting pretty big yeah jenna elfman is in this as a stripper
0: also uncredited
1: Yeah, that is, is funny. That is funny.
0: I like there's the through line of Chris Owen playing the klepto kid. Yes. And I just love that that's just like a weird thing plugged into the movie.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have any lines. You just see him periodically steal shit, which is so fun. It's just a nice little button.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely had those weird klepto friends and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I remember one of my friends had a party and someone stole like this candle out of her parents' bathroom and she was like really pissed off about it because it was just like like it wasn't like special or anything like that but it was just always there and she's like my parents are gonna fucking notice if this candle's gone and it was just like a very specific looking candle (laughs) so she was asking people she's like do you know who fucking took my candle i need to get this candle back (laughs) i just think that's so silly to like steal stuff from someone's house or like oh yeah
0: it's so silly charlie corsmo who plays the lead nerd kid Mm -hmm. apparently like his big thing before that was he was in hook and then kind of retired from acting and was going to mit Mm -hmm. when they offered him the role and i think it's kind of cool that i would assume based on that that he did this as a favor to someone and uh yeah. Yeah. He's really good in this. I he was It's great. a shame that he has retired from acting because uh He, he was great. Yeah, he was he really gave it a, his all and was very entertaining.
1: Mhm. So I recognized him when I saw this initially cuz I was like god where do I know this kid from? Where do I know him from? He's the kid in Dick Tracy.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. if you
1: if you watched the Dick Tracy movie which I did and loved as a kid um yeah he plays the kid in that movie okay that's where i knew him from
0: jennifer elise cox is in this just as a girl kind of crowd surfing mm-hmm. but apparently they had another one of those weird through line things that they cut out where she played uh the drunk girl at the party mm-hmm. and everything she said got subtitled <laughs> which i'm like that's a h- hilarious joke that Too is bad that funny. isn't still in this yeah I would totally love to see a director's cut of this movie.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Like I said, some of it doesn't age well. There's a few jokes that are, mm, no, they wouldn't fly today. But on the whole, it still holds up pretty well. Oh, you know, yeah. it's,
0: it's just a high school party movie. Yeah, with the exception of the graduation ceremony at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, the flashback of Jennifer Love Hewitt's first day, mm-hmm. and then like the five minute epilogue. All of it takes place at the party.
1: hmm Yeah. This must have been insane to shoot because you had to have background going through the whole movie,
0: pretty much. hmm And the way that I'm always obsessed with background acting. hmm I wasn't as much in this movie because there was enough going on in the foreground to keep me entertained mm-hmm. that I didn't start paying attention to extras, but mm-hmm. I didn't really notice any glaring inconsistencies.
1: Yeah. I think they were pretty good about keeping that toned down.
0: So, here's another one of the IMDb trivia things. The stoner guy
1: mm-hmm. makes
0: a reference to Velma from Scooby-Doo being hot to Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. And Jason Segel later dated Linda Cardellini, who played Velma. Who played
1: Velma. Oh, yeah. I remember I pointed that out. I was like, oh, that's funny. He yeah. used to date Linda Cardellini. Yeah, because they're basically, they're just sitting in the backyard getting high and Jason Siegel is just holding a giant piece of watermelon. <laughs> yeah.
0: And rubbing it in such a dirty, gross Yeah,
1: it's really nasty. One of the things that we probably should mention is like, aside from the fact that this all takes place at a party, the big drama at the beginning is that Jennifer Love Hewitt's character gets dumped by Peter Fancinelli's character because he's about to go off to college and he doesn't want to have a girlfriend. But Ethan Embry has always had a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt because of course, and It's his time to make his move so that they can fall in love, even though they're both about to go away to college. So it's about him trying to work up the nerve to talk to her and tell her that he's in love with her, which is super creepy, by the way. And her dealing with everybody talking about how she got dumped by Mike Dexter. Yeah.
0: Yeah the stakes are as high as they would be in high school
1: exactly yeah.
0: exactly yeah this definitely is more of a joke machine than it is a ooh high stakes tension movie
1: oh yeah you you kept looking for uh, an edit of the trailer that made this look like a thriller
0: which i of course found which
1: you found um because yes one of the things that i you know when you're 15 you're like it would be so great for a guy to be obsessed with me and just love me so much but then you grow up and you're like that's psycho like that's insane that a guy would carry around a letter that he had written for years you know like years before about how much he's in love with you and you've never really even spoken because they don't know each other it's not like they were friends
0: Yeah, she needed someone to point out who he was.
1: Yeah, like she didn't even know who he was. Because at first I was like, oh, like they never got to date, but they kind of knew each other. No, (laughs) like they didn't know each other at all. It's insane. It's insane. It's absolutely insane.
0: I hate to say it, but I, I've been that weird, gross, creepy guy, too. <laughs> oh, no. I wrote a secret admirer letter to a girl that I saw in church. hmm And then I got her phone number. Oh, no. And called. Uh-huh. And her parents very politely said, we're not ready to let her date yet, but uh. that was very nice.
1: <laughs> oh. Your letter
0: was very nice.
1: Oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, no. I remember I got a letter in my mailbox, just, like, hand-delivered, and it just said, like, my name on it. Someone had probably just stuck it in there. I have no idea who it was, but I have my suspicions. And it just said, Dear Allison, you're the hottest girl I know. Love your secret love. But they misspelled hottest, and it said H-O-T-E-S-T. And my cousin Dave, for, like, years... Whenever he wrote me a birthday card, a Christmas card, anything, it would be like to the hottest girl I know.
0: <laughs> How old were you when
1: that happened? Probably like nine or ten.
0: This is probably creepy, but that was me. I was nineteen or twenty at the time, and uh, maybe twenty-one already. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I saw you at the uh, at Lakeside Mall, and I was like, that is easily the hottest girl I've ever seen. No. <laughs> When she hits puberty, she's gonna get even hotter.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I think it was a guy from one of my classes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, who uh, who was in my class at school? Shane Fowler. What's up? If you're listening,
0: <laughs> um, I can't remember the name of the girl that I wrote that letter oh, to.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it was. Him. I want to
0: say it was Becky Berry, but I could be wrong.
1: Aw, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. That was. You that don't was... see a
0: lot of people named Becky anymore.
1: No. No, not really. That's okay. But yeah, no, like, I never really... I certainly wrote about guys in my diary a lot.
0: So did I. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And um, back before cell phones, me and my friends used to have, like, a notebook that we would just, like, write notes to each other in, and then we'd pass it to each other between classes. So that, like, if we were writing in it, it would just look like we were taking notes, but we were just writing shit to each Mm. other but yeah i'd write a lot of shit in there about who i thought was hot that was exciting you mean hope (laughs) (laughs) hope who is the hottest yeah so uh,
0: i was never and i tried a couple times to get into buffy the vampire slayer but i guess like seven or eight people from buffy the vampire slayer are in this as well
1: oh damn nice yeah very cool.
0: Or, I guess, who went on to do Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because yeah. Buffy ran from 97
1: to 2003. Yeah. I think Seth Green was in Buffy. Yeah,
0: it's a uh, Seth Green, Amber Benson, Paige Moss, Eric Balfour, Shannon Rowe, Clea Duvall, Nicole Bilderback, and Christopher Wheel. Oh, cool. Very neat. You know, anyone who's suddenly surprised that Joss Whedon is gross oh. has not been paying close enough attention. <laughs> mm. He's a feminist because he fetishizes women.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah,
0: no. He's He's been a, a creepy. Maybe it's just because I worked in a comic book store and a video game store for mm-hmm. so long where I'm just like, yeah, no, he's not really a feminist. He's just a real creep.
1: I, I was a little surprised when that news broke, but at the same time, I was like, mm. looking back on his work, yes, it's pretty obvious that he's kind of a creep. mm well, I'm glad that you liked this movie. It's yeah. it's pretty dumb, but I I genuinely thought this is how <laughs> my school was going to be. And um I really hoped that someone would fall in love with me and tell me that they had been obsessed with me. That did not happen.
0: Do you know what I really like though? I like that this genre of high school party movies has not gone away, but They've gotten so much better. When you look at movies like Booksmart, mm-hmm. where it's like, man, Booksmart is just a great, oh, great movie.
1: Yeah, that was such a good movie. I loved that. And even like Super Bad is yeah. super fun.
0: Superbad is fun, but I think Smart has such a- like. There's a lot more going on in a high, on high in Booksmart. school party movie, but they're also saying something really- I, I feel weird saying important, but mm-hmm. it's a very good message in that movie. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and even in movies, you know, like super bad, it gives you an opportunity to examine your friendships and your relationships when you see a movie like this, because um, specifically between like Lauren Ambrose and Seth Green, like they were best friends as kids. And then you see that they ended up growing apart when they got to high school. And he kind of admits he's like, I got on with the cool kids and you weren't cool enough. So I kind of ditched you. And that is what high school is like. Oh yeah. It's it's a joke. <laughs> you know, it's 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 so weird to think about like my high school experience now. Cause I, I really haven't stayed in touch with, you know, a lot of people that I went to high school with. And I think part of it is that I was mentally ill <laughs> and didn't know <laughs> for a long time. And I think that's the same with even, like, college. Like, the kind of friends that I had is, like, uh, it's not that I don't love or appreciate them. It's just I was very mentally ill and didn't know. And even though, like, this movie isn't one that, like, examines that, I think it's important that you see, like, high school's kind of – high school just – it doesn't matter, you know? Like, it's it's very – I don't know. You're not really you. So Mm -hmm. don't – I guess don't really worry about it too much. I mean, you're gonna ha- you're gonna remember it, but it's just because they're your formative years. There's
0: a line in "Stand By Me." I just quoted this in the thing that I wrote about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had friends like I did when I was twelve. Yeah, Jesus, does anyone? And I think because of seeing that movie, I deci- I don't know if I just got lucky. That a couple of the friends I had when I was 12, I'm still friends with, Mm -hmm. being Hateman and Gary. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of people that are still friends with the same people they were friends with when they were 12. But I think I chose two really good guys. And, geez, actually, if you really want to break it down, like, you know, Brian Rankle, who, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not super close with but love him to death and Mm -hmm. so proud of him and kelly mcguire yeah is someone who i'm much closer with now as an adult than Mm -hmm. i was as a kid but you know i i would say now kelly is one of my closest friends yeah absolutely
1: yeah these are all
0: people i was friends with when i was 12
1: yeah i i think you are very lucky to have that because i really don't I I mean like I'm Facebook friends well, with people, but that, and, that doesn't matter. Uh,
0: the Onion A V Club's Randy oh. <laughs> become friends. Was that um,
1: high school? Or well we college? met we met in high school and we were friends probably we started to become friends around my junior year and he was a senior. Oh okay. Um and then he went away to central Michigan University and then I went away to Western. Western. Okay. And We would talk through AOL Instant Messenger a lot. We just got to be really good friends when, like, my freshman year in college, his sophomore year in college. And we just, like, talked all the time, and then we, like, hung out all summer, and that's how we just, we just ended up getting to be really good friends. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, hanging out with him is kind of how I got to be, you know, really got a good, you know, group of friends for that time, and... You know, again, you know, it's people that I don't really talk to anymore, but I think it's important to know that, like, it's okay if, like, you're changing and growing and maybe not always taking the same people with you, but it's also important to know how lucky you are when you get to, like, keep those relationships and they grow together. Mm -hmm. Because I do envy, like, that you have friends that you grew up with, because I don't.
0: I I think it is a happy accident. One that I'm very sentimental because there are definitely a lot of people I was friends with back then. And I tried to maintain friendships with, but Mm -hmm. uh, seeing the awful shit they posted on Facebook made me go, yeah, you know what? Maybe not so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, I think, and it's funny too, because there are a handful of people that I knew peripherally because we had friends in common, like Matt Hauer and Ted Craig, Mm -hmm. who I'm definitely closer friends with now than I was back then. Yeah. Matt Hauer, I, I would say he and I were friends back then, too, but I don't even know that Ted Craig necessarily knew my name (laughs) <laughs> um, just because, you know, I knew him through Dave Johnson and yeah. they were a year or two older than us. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I do consider myself very fortunate. I always go back to the inscription on Johnny Ramone's tombstone or mm-hmm. the statue at his grave. Yeah. The statue that says something along the lines of you can judge if you can judge the wealth of a man by his friends, then I've been a very wealthy man. Yeah and i do consider myself very lucky that i have both a lot of friends mm-hmm. and some exceptionally close friends yeah the relationships i have with people like dennis and dj yeah is much more like they're my brothers yeah there isn't anything i wouldn't do for either of those guys
1: it's funny how like movies like this will kind of whip up nostalgia because i feel like a high school party movie like as much as you're like oh that's for kids like it's not really like i think anybody can relate to a high school party movie because they always represent like everybody
0: yeah and you know the, it's kind of why they compare a lot of things to high school like oh you know the comedy scene going from where you know you grew up to moving to la mm-hmm. it's like going to high school man yeah. You know, it's a bigger bigger place and mm-hmm. there's no rhyme or reason who gets to sit at the cool kids table. And you know, that that's certainly true. That's you know, kind of like just being in middle school and then once you get to high school, ooh, there's there are four times as many people here and maybe the relationships that were important to me in eighth grade aren't gonna be important to me in ninth grade. Yeah. You know, look how many people that we were pretty close with. In Michigan, we rarely saw when we were in Los Angeles. Yeah. But we ended up making a lot of new and different friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think. Shout
0: out to Ben and Lisa Diley.
1: What up, Ben and Lisa?
0: And even, you know, even though he and I aren't friends anymore, but like Sam Gash, Mm -hmm. you know, he was a guy who I saw every single week. Yeah. And DJ wasn't a person I knew before LA. And yeah. And then DJ became a guy, saw it every single day.
1: Yeah. And he so. was the best man in, in our wedding. So. Yeah.
0: But meanwhile, you know, like Trevor lived walking distance from us. And
1: yeah. I think it was just, you know, we, and I think it's similar to like how high school is. Like you just kind of were in the same group. So you were friends because you were like around each other a lot. And then, you know, when you get put in a bigger space, it's like you don't necessarily get smushed in with all the same people anymore. So, you don't always get to see each other. Yeah. And you just aren't as close. And I think that's okay. You know, it's totally – that's just how life is. Yeah. And it's it's good that, you know, they all – you know, found ways to be creative and happy and make their own circles and do their own stuff. And I think that's just how it is when you're leaving high school and going away to college, you know, like it's, it's that same feeling where, yeah, Well, I
0: I think that's why high school is such a good metaphor for life because Mm -hmm. both positively and negatively high school is basically life in a microcosm.
1: Yeah, it is. Superficial,
0: superficially meant. Yeah. That's the word. High school is superficial. Well, thank you so much for making me watch this.
1: Oh no problem. I'm glad that you liked it. I had um, a really good time rewatching it. I wasn't. <laughs> I haven't watched it in years and years and years, so I was like, oh, I hope this doesn't totally suck. But I think it helped up pretty well. Like again, again, there's still a couple of cringy. Jokes,
0: I have to remember the one where the f-word was uh, the punchline i don't remember elsewhere in the movie uh
1: i can't remember where else it was but i remember that there was one but like jenna elfman's really funny in this she just kind of shows up and (laughs) i think the thing that i love the most is that ethan Embry is like on a payphone trying to like call a radio station to talk to barry manilow to see like He wrote that was
0: one of those details that I really liked about this. Barry Manilow's birthday apparently is in June, so this all lines up, which makes me wonder because apparently the writers based this on their high school experiences in Pennsylvania. Uh I wonder if that is actually lifted from their real life experiences, too.
1: Oh, god, I hope so! Yeah, because that's delightful. Like he's listening, he's like driving in the car, and he hears the song Mandy. Which, by
0: the way, Barry Manilow did not write. It's actually a cover.
1: Oh, that's so funny. So he's trying to call the radio station to see, like, if Barry Manilow will tell him who he wrote Mandy about. Which that's funny. He didn't write it. He didn't
0: write it. Yeah.
1: Um. And Jenna Elfman is like, she's clearly had a bad night. She's just trying to call a cab, and he's like being ridiculous and you know being like, "Mm, no, I'm trying to call, and she just like. The looks she gives him are so funny because she just reaches in, hangs up the phone, kind of pushes him out, and she's got these friggin' wings on. <laughs> so she's like smashes herself into the phone booth because phone booths were still relevant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, he's like banging on the, on the door of the phone booth and she just keeps looking at him like fucking stop it. Like it's so, she doesn't even say anything to him for a few seconds, but it's really funny. She's great, even though she's uncredited. She's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I was wondering what happened to her, and apparently she's on uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, cool. I first saw her in a television series called Dharma and Greg. Same. And I thought she was phenomenal in that. I was a big fan of that TV show.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it a ton, but I would catch an episode every once in a while, like if I stayed home from school if I was sick. And I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really liked her a lot. I liked her a lot.
0: Yeah, in it, she also did an episode of My Name Is Earl. Oh, for real? Yeah, bringing I love it that back show. to uh,
1: Jamie Presley. Jamie
0: Presley. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it was really funny. You were like, "Is that Jamie Presley?" I'm like, "Hmm, sure is."
0: Yeah, her voice is so different.
1: Yeah, her voice isn't as like um, husky because mm-hmm. she. I don't think she'd started smoking yet.
0: It makes me wonder if it's like. uh Stephanie uh, Beatriz from Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. where her actual voice is so completely different than oh, DS's.
1: Yeah, because she kind of like lowers it. Yeah, she
0: talks a little bit lower. Yeah, but if you hear like interviews with her, mm-hmm. it's like she's very bubbly and like. Yeah, yeah. This was fun. Thank you.
1: Good. I'm glad that you liked it, and you know it's streaming on Netflix. So if you guys have Netflix, check it out. Yeah, I think it's it's a fun movie, and I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah,
0: me too. Way too many movies that we are both enjoying. So I am intentionally next week going to pick something <laughs> that.
1: Okay. I'll try but, to pick something that sucks too.
0: But here's the thing there are so many movies that I'm like, oh, I want you to watch this because I really like it and I think you'll like it too. Mm-hmm. That it, it's making it hard for me to say, hey, let's watch Ice Pirates or Cherry 2000.
1: I know. It is It is
0: hard. What if this is just sort of like the Movies for Kids podcast that I did where the premise of the podcast gets broken Mm -hmm. so quickly? Maybe this podcast is no longer us torturing each other with movies that we love that are secretly garbage. Maybe we just have decent taste aside from... You not liking Streets of Fire and me not liking- The sweetest, sweetest thing. Sweetest thing. Um,
1: Maybe. I don't know. I still feel like you've made me watch a lot of movies in our time together that I have not liked. I
0: mean, we're- How dare you speak of Barry Gordy's last Drag.
1: Right? <laughs> like knew that? you were going to know what I was talking about. There are, you know,
0: I just- And that is not a lot of movies. That is one movie.
1: Okay.
0: One I- excellent movie. Okay. If you say that you don't like Jesus Christ Superstar, then you and I are going to have serious words.
1: I'm so sorry to tell you. I just think it's okay. I'm not like a big fan of it. I know you, well, you love don't it. Hate it. No, I don't hate it. Okay. I just mm, I'm kind of mad about it. Well, it's okay. You probably don't get it. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, until next week, thank you so much for listening. Yes. We don't really ever ask this, but if you would like to leave us a review, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And in the review, let us know what movie you would like us to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or you can um, let us know on the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, any movies, because we every fifth episode we do a You Made Us Watch. So, yeah, we would love to hear your suggestions and... I have a hard time finding shit, so let me know (laughs) if you guys have anything you'd like us to watch. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're having a really good time doing this podcast, so I hope that you guys are having fun listening.
0: I love getting to do this with you.
1: I love getting to do it with you, too.
0: All right. Also sex. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That was fun. Oh, shit. Let's record this one.
1: Don't...